Hey everyone, welcome back to the Close Enough Podcast. Today on the show, I have the extremely talented Bianca Tanyaka, joined by her producer, Inner Bloom Boy, here to talk all about her career, inspiration, and her new album. So sit back, relax, enjoy that cup of joe, and enjoy the episode. Hello, hello everybody. Good morning, good evening. Hi. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this, um, on my little project. But yeah, okay, so um, just like some quick context before we, uh, we're recording already, so I'm just going to record the whole thing, if you, do guys, if you guys don't mind. So just some quick context, like on, on like why I'm doing this in the first place and everything. So I started this thing, I was telling Bianca Canina, I started this thing like sometime uh, last year, I think early last year. And it was pra- it was just really a way for for me to like um, to just do something, you know, to to like to give out like content and actually uh, do something with my time, right? While everyone is just stuck at home, and I was talking to a lot of my friends about this and like what they really wanted, and a lot of uh, the people our age, my age, I noticed that a lot of them were having trouble with you know their career path and what they wanted to do, and especially right after. Like, like right out of college, a lot of people were confused with um, really just if they should pursue what they really want to do or if, or if they should just do what they studied, you know, like in college. So, yeah. So now um, I've had a couple of episodes with the people I know. And so far, it's been pretty fun. So this is like not professional at all. I'm just saying like it's pretty chill. <laughs> um, and the person helping me produce this is my cousin. So he's the one, uh, he's also like in the music industry. He, he edits music, he writes music sometimes. So yeah, so like I've really been interested in talking to people in music production because I've had a cop, uh, like a couple of friends in college who are in music production too. So I just really wanted to know like your whole process, how you guys got together and all of that. So, so yeah, you guys good? You guys read the questions and everything? Yeah. Good, good, good. Okay. Um, Okay, so let's start, dude. Um, I'll ask you guys the question. Okay. So, again, hello. How are you guys? What's up? Good. How are you, man? Good. How are you? I'm really good. So, today I'm joined with a really close friend, Bianca, and my new friend, uh, Kirk. So, Kirk is currently based in... uh, Where are you again? I'm in Vegas right now. I love you. You live in Vegas, that's right. I have a friend that actually yeah. just, just moved there quite recently. It's really cold there oh, now, yeah. huh? Yeah, it's really cold, right? Uh, now it is, but it's weird. Because since it's the desert, mm-hmm. it's always like extreme weather. So at night, it's really cold. But during the day, it still be hot. So it's not healthy. That's it's still pretty chill, dude. It's still really hot here, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, I still wouldn't trade it for... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. It's cold here, though. It's good. Getting cold. It is though, yeah. At night. At night, yeah. It's a lot of wind. Yeah. So, what have you guys been up to recently? Up to yeah. The same. It's always, always working. That on <laughs> all we do. Yeah, like every day. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that's that's great. Though. We're okay. in contact every day. Um, but. I still have school, like I haven't graduated yet. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of balance music with, I'm in OJT right now mm-hmm. and I graduate in March. So 
I'm kind of just finishing requirements. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So in line with that, it's like um, the one of the first questions that actually came to mind when I hit you up was obviously like what was the first like what made you uh, figure out that music was something you wanted to do to begin with? You want to start? Then? Um, okay. <laughs> um, honestly, I I used to make covers a lot, like in mm -hmm. high school. Um, and then when I got to college, I kind of stopped. Um, and then last year with the pandemic, I started making covers again. And um, I posted one and then Kirk messaged me and he was like, hey, can I produce for you? Are you still right? And I was like, yeah, okay. And then that's kind of, that was the start. And it was kind of continuous from then. Mm -hmm. And yeah, now we're here. <laughs> that's crazy. So how do you, how do you find Bianca, Kirk? Um, I, like in college, I was uh, mainly a DJ. Mm -hmm. I already produced, but I was mainly DJing. I was uh, doing gigs every week. And I had a partner mm -hmm. who is in CSB. We were a duo. And we wanted to find vocalists because like, we had a lot of a lot of produced beats. We didn't have anyone on it because we can't sing. And yeah. uh, Bianca's sister is course mates with my former partner. Oh, cool. And so that's how we got connected. And then we... We met up in like a Krispy Kreme in the forest. <laughs> Krispy Kreme, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we just talked about music and stuff. And then from there, we just, we, we kind of just messaged each other and then I sent her some stuff. But we never finished anything. Mm -hmm. And then after, we just stopped talking for a while. Then one yeah. day she posts that cover and it was around the time where I decided where like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, you know? Yeah. And so I hit her up and I hit up a bunch of other people. Some of those people don't even talk to anymore, but Bianca, we stay working. Yeah. So yeah, you so said like your your partner's from is from CSB too. Yeah. Um, when I was, because I was mainly doing EDM stuff back then. Wait. So you, are you from music production? Sorry. No, I, I'm not actually. Uh, oh. Diploma C. I'm CDA. Right? CDA. <laughs> sorry. It's been a while. It's been a while. Who Who is your partner, by the way? Sorry. Um, this guy named Miguel, I went to high school with him. Oh, I see. RC and CSB. Oh, yeah. I see. I'm not sure if I met him though. But yeah, small world. Because I'm, of course, mates with uh, Katya. Are you Arky? Yeah, I'm Arky. Oh, you're Arky. Yeah. Miguel, um, I, I think people call him Prim. Prim. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. What a, that's crazy. Oh my yeah, God. Okay. What a small world. Okay. Um, just like a quick quote. So Prim was, uh, he was my classmate in, in a couple of classes because we were both um, delayed or we were both irregular. Okay. So he was always, he was always pretty quiet. Like I never really, he wasn't the type of guy who would like walk up to you and talk to you. Right. But uh, a friend, our mutual friend, uh, Eunice actually like cooked us up like she introduced us and we went out drinking sometime oh, Eunice. Eunice, right? Eunice. you know Eunice, right and yeah. they're both yeah. so fun together like the first time I saw Prim outside school and like they're just like dancing to music and everything I was like this is pretty cool and like he started talking to me about the music that he was into and he's he is into a lot of EDM right and I actually listened to one of his like Eunice made me listen to one of his songs and I didn't know it was him like I thought it was just like some like um, Avicii whatever kind of music and I was so I was really impressed dude 
And I was looking, I was talking to him about it, and I was like, why are you in like Archie if you're really good at like producing music, like music production? And I didn't know, and he was actually DJing also at a couple of clubs, I think. Were you with him? Would you do that with him? Yeah, yeah. We did almost everything together. That's crazy, dude. With the DJing and the producing. Yeah. They were yeah. Kirk and Prim. They're Kirk and Prim. Yeah, that was Kirk. <laughs> that was their name. That's crazy, dude. So, so like, you guys, you and Bianca didn't know each other when you found her. So, just kind of before like, that. before that. Yeah, before the crispy It's kind of like, fit. that's crazy. So, Bianca, um, how was your like your thought process like going into like um, writing music and actually posting it online? Was that did you kind of have any hangups before then? Um, I I used to write songs mm-hmm. like I would really write songs when I was in grade school. Yeah. Um, and I think when Kirk messaged me the first time at first i thought that this was gonna be like a hobby yeah like a side thing um and then as we as we continued on with the process and as time went like i realized oh i think this is something that i really want to do i mean i've always known that i didn't want to pursue anything related to my college course because i'm in economics um Yeah, fun. very different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fun. But um, I'm in economics. Um, I knew that the career path that followed economics wasn't... It wasn't the most appealing to me. Mm-hmm. I always knew that I wanted to do something a little more creative. It was just a matter of what. And, you know, when I started working with Kirk, it kind of started to make sense. Like... I remember telling my friends, oh, I feel like this is the, the first time I've thought of a career that didn't make me feel like I was forcing myself. All right. So, yeah. So I think that's when it kind of just happened naturally. It wasn't like a decision like, oh, I'm going to really pursue this. Mm-hmm. It was just, it started from, let's see if I like this. And then I learned to really, really love it. And I learned that this is what I want to do. Yeah. That's crazy. So you used to write like in, in grade school and then you're still writing until now, right? Mm-hmm. Where do yeah. you, so like, where do you get like um, your inspiration from writing? Oh my God, celebrity crushes. Because <laughs> I'm single. I have no relationship to write about. But um, <laughs> my first song I wrote in grade five, mm-hmm. it was for my celebrity crush. The first song we released um, officially, it was for my celebrity <laughs> crush. <laughs> <laughs> gonna fuel the fire you watch some rom-coms just to get you know just get yeah, the blood exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's so cute though so um okay I'm quite curious so like you weren't in music production either right so no, no, I where this whole thing come from like where, where when did it start when did I like generally started making music yeah mm-hmm. um I think Because music's always been a big part of my life. Like, my dad would always play music in the background. Oh, wow. Like, there was always music everywhere when, and I was, I remember I was in like uh, grade school, towards the end of grade school. Everyone had a thing. I didn't have a thing. Like, you know, some people played sports, yeah. some people were singers, some people were smart. I didn't have a thing. And I don't know, I don't even remember what made me pick up a guitar and learn, but ever since I started playing guitar, 
I just never stop with music. Like it doesn't matter what format, like guitar or DJing or producing. I just never stopped, and it was just a big part of my life. Now I don't I don't know what I would do if I'm not making music. You know. Mm-hmm. So I was I was in a band before too. So oh, that's wow. made probably when I first started writing music. What kind of music would you guys play? Um, we were kind of like a, a alternative band, kind of like okay. Paramore. We had a female singer. Yeah, that was like my my vibe. Before. <laughs> would you write before? I uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I would a... I would I wouldn't write words. I would like write the music. Oh wow! You know, I would write the guitar parts, stuff like that. This is how it is, though. Um, I I mentioned my my producer, my cousin, and he was in a band too before, and to tell me that, you know, sometimes it's really hard for them to. Sometimes they have like these like lulls before gigs or after gigs, you know, in between gigs, and sometimes they have like such a hard time thinking of new music to come up with. And I was wondering if that ever happened to you, like the both of you. I mean, writing music or or making like. Um, like producing music or even just like writing in general yeah I think it happens to everyone but like mm-hmm. when Bianca and I first started I was kind of on this like um, I was like on this uh, phase you know how people have phases like they're learning something new and then they're like getting into something new I was into this phase of like the 10,000 hour rule and productivity I was getting into that so much I was watching a lot of uh, artists talk about making music mm-hmm. and I told her everything I learned. I was like, Bianca, we gotta like put the ten thousand hours in, and yeah. like we gotta write a song every day. And we did. I gotta make a beat every day. You gotta wow. write a song every day. And we did that for a long time. And a year. A, a year, year, yeah, probably. Wow. And I think we're where we're at right now because we still practice that. Not as much. Like we don't need to write a song every day because we're better now, where we can take our time in songs or. Maybe I'll send her five beats, and like day after, she'll send me one full song. Yeah. Like, and I, uh, some people, like some artists, are more like uh, precious with their time, like, and they take time with things. But when I was like studying other artists, it's really that's one like key ingredient. They really grind. They 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 write every day. They write as much as they can. That's why artists like Tupac uh, and. Um, it's Juice World. Like when they died, yeah. they had five albums worth still. Oh wow! You know? Yeah, because they wrote that much. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah. I believe like creativity is like a muscle. So if you don't try, nothing is gonna come out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you can't wait for inspiration. You have to try. You have mm-hmm. to, and even then, I think it's equally as important to to put something out there. And um, yeah. Bianca, when I first saw your, you know, because I, I think we've been friends for, for quite some time, even if we wouldn't really yeah, talk, you know, it's a long time, dude. And I'd see your posts and, and I know that your sister, like, yeah, she can play the guitar and everything. And the <laughs> first time I heard your song, I thought it was Katya. I thought it was your sister. And I was like, wow, I didn't know she did this. Oh my God. <laughs> I really did. And then I got so surprised that it was actually you. And I'm, I was kind of shocked because not a lot of people mm-hmm. actually have the, you know, like the the guts to be able to do that. You know, it took me a while yeah. to get this thing like out. You know, it took me a while to tell people I was actually doing this. And that's something like quite admirable. So were you nervous like before you posted that first song? Like what is going through your head? 
I was so nervous. I was so nervous. I remember the week leading up to the first release. I was more nervous than I was excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was... Yeah, I was so nervous. Um, but I think... I think the hardest part was just starting. Mm-hmm. And just deciding to put something out. You know, there was always... Um, Eating up to it, I was always kind of like, oh, but then do, what if I, you know, it's, my mom says this thing. She's like, um, she always says, don't be afraid to succeed. That's right. And I don't mean to sound, I don't mean to sound like, you know, like, oh my God, yeah, we succeeded. It's it's not that. It's It's more of just don't be afraid to go for what you want <laughs> and to really commit to it. Because if it's what you love to do, then it should be fine. And um, yeah, um, I think being nervous was a good sign mm-hmm. because it meant that I really cared about this project, That's and right. yeah. I really cared about what I was doing, and I wanted to, I wanted to do everything right. Which I think um, one thing that Kirk taught me when we were. Before, before we released, I think that really helped. He taught me, like, yeah, what he said about writing a song every, you know, every day. Because it really helped me practice. And I can't, I can't express, like, how much I've learned from that year of just writing with Kirk. Like, I learned so much about um, writing music, even a little bit about marketing, because, you know, we're independent. We have to know how to do everything. That's right, yeah. Ourselves, like, we have to know bitch. We have to know how to write yeah. for marketing and stuff. And I learned so much. And I think one thing that my sister said, she's like, um, at least you're hitting the ground running. Mm. Like, you're not coming in too amateurish. Like, you, you have some know-how. That's right. Like, so, yeah. And there's no way to go but, but up from here. That's what I think, right? Yeah, I'd like to think so. Yeah. For sure, man, for sure. And like this whole thing, <laughs> I think like uh, the amount of exposure you get um, and even like the, like with you just, your pure motivation, I think that's the hardest part because um, a lot of people get burnt out with the whole, um, like the social media, the whole social media thing, you know, like promoting your stuff, you know, making posts every day. That's actually harder than writing this I feel like then then actually getting out the song yeah you know? it is it is I, I, I think like it's a bigger battle actually because there's mm-hmm. a lot of talented people out there with great songs yeah but like if it's not marketed right it's not people aren't gonna hear it like you hear a lot of um, subpar music like a lot of generic music that mm-hmm. makes it big because of the strong push or the creative way they were able to push the music like in the days where like it's Honestly, more than half the battle, which is sad. Yeah. Have you done anything like this before, Kirk? Uh, I did a podcast with my friend too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we didn't talk about music. <laughs> I see. But have you done anything like um, promotional stuff, like online and everything? Actually, have you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we researched all the ways on our own, mm-hmm. like sending PR. Um, pitching the channels, pitching the playlists. I, I've had to learn all that by myself. It's not going to teach me. No, that's true. And you can't just, you can't just like, it's not like there's a school for it. 
Nah, that's true, man. It's all on YouTube. Trust me, the amount of um, time I spent figuring out how to use this recording app I'm using, it's... It's kind of it's kind of insane, man. It's embarrassing, even. It's been a journey. It's been a journey. Yeah, it's complicated. So, I'm, dude, it's it's it is what it is because like, I it's not like someone taught me how to produce. It's all mm-hmm. YouTube, dude. Really, oh, really. YouTube. So, yeah, no, Mike, now Prim and I taught each other, like in the beginning, but That's like, it's funny. not like any one of us was like that much better that we could, yeah. you know teach each other that much. That's right. Yeah. Some even with writing, I think. Sorry. Like, even with writing, like mm. I know that there are, there are tips. Like people give out tips, and you can learn tips. But I think, I don't know. Like, it's hard to teach someone to be creative. That's right. Yeah. So, so yeah. how has your your writing process been? Do you just sit down with a piece of paper, or do you have like a whole routine for it? We, we kind of have a system, mm-hmm. um, but it yeah, changes. Okay. It changes per song. Um, sometimes, sometimes Kirk will come up with a beat and he'll send it over and then I'll write to it. Um, and I think that's where, that's how we did Otto. Mm-hmm. And then um, sometimes I'll write a song and I'll send it to him and then he'll make a beat for it. Um, and that's how we did Godsend. But... Um, for most songs, what we do is, you know those type beats on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So The looped ones? One. I'll write to it. Yeah. Those like free ones? Yeah. Um, find one, I'll write to it. I'll send that to Kirk. Yeah. And he'll make a completely different beat for it. Wow. And that's how we did Aunt which is the most recent one. So it does change. So it depends. Yeah. It does, yeah. Yeah. It keeps things fresh. That's pretty interesting. Because I thought, you know, a lot of people... Well, this is why I've, I've been wanting to talk to you guys. Because I have some friends who are... They're really good singers. Really very talented singers, you know. And a lot of them, when they get stuck, they get stuck. You know, they, they, you know, they go about their day and it's just always at the back of their head. And they try to find that one thing that just sparks, like, inspiration, you know. And it's interesting to see how you can just push for that and you get something really great out of it. You know, that, that whole process is kind of, whole process is kind of interesting. So what is your um, motivation day to day? Like what gets you out of bed sometimes? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you have days where you're not feeling it or, you know, but that 10,000 hours thing is pretty tough. It's like, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, like even when I'm frustrated and like I don't feel like doing music, Mm -hmm. I'll give it a day and I wouldn't know what to do. I end up just making music again. Like it just becomes like such a big part of what I do, like in my day to day, Mm -hmm. that I even when I'm really like frustrated, I can't find any inspiration, I'm still gonna make something. Like, and I think. People think that you need to find uh, like motivation and this and that, but I think it's more important to like make good uh, habits, create like have a creative habit where you have like a schedule. So with me, I still loosely do that beat the day thing. Mm-hmm. Some days I don't come up with something. Some days I do, but it, it, because I have that habit, 
you know, I'll have more output. And yeah, that, yeah, I lost my train of thought, but you guys want to. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, building on what Kirk said, I think um, motivation, what motivates me day to day? Well, you mean like to make music? Yeah, to write or to even just um, get something new out there? Um, hmm. Sometimes it's just because I enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really enjoy writing. Um, just because it feels like an outlet. Mm-hmm. And it helps me process, you know, emotions or... Yeah memories and yeah it helps me yeah it helps me process that and I think on days where I don't feel motivated to write it's okay to take a break and it's okay to not write um and it's okay to rest but I think when rest starts to feel like a rut I find myself Mm -hmm. wanting to write again I see. So it, yeah, it comes naturally, like what Kurt said. It'll just, it'll just come again. Because I feel like it's become a part of who you are. Yeah. Yeah, like it, like, it comes my way to get out. Yeah, you can't escape it anymore. It's become almost like a like a habit, a really good habit, actually. Yeah. 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 Sometimes That's, you find yourself like I find myself writing passively, mm-hmm. like um, when I walk my dog, <laughs> when I'm in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Yeah. A lot of the best stuff comes with that, actually. The passive, yeah. mm-hmm. the passive writing. Yeah. It's like you're not overthinking, and that's yeah, right. Whatever that's just right. comes naturally. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had these? Um, I don't know. Have you? What's the biggest thing you've learned so far? I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because you know, look. Um, when I when I started this thing, uh, and I was talking to my to my friend about it, um, and we were we were thinking about like the kind of people we we wanted to talk to and the kind of people we wanted to learn from, and a big part of it was actually sort of from for myself for myself and him because we were so scared to start working, we were so scared to you know to actually apply the things we've been studying like five years in college for right, and yeah it came to a point where we weren't even sure if this is something that we really wanted, you know? And I'd see people, I'd see not just um, singers, but artists, you know, people that paint, people that do sculpting and everything, even fashion designers. Um, And I'd see how, like, just how passionate they were. You know, even if they weren't coming out with something new every day, they're just, their heart was just really in it. And I wanted to find a way to adapt that into like into my life. I wanted to see what really made them tick, you know? I wanted to get in their brain and see how how much like why they have so much love for it. So was there ever a moment that just made you fall in love with what you're doing even more? Like did you ever stop for a bit and be like, wow, this is this is great. <laughs> this is exactly what I've been wanting to do. Has that ever happened? Yeah. Um uh, when we released Lotto, mm-hmm. um, I love that song, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> but that song, it's about um, finding 
comfort and happiness in you know the skin that you're in growing up i used to um i've said this before but growing up i used to be on the chubbier side mm-hmm. and i was always made aware that i was on the chubbier side mm-hmm. you know i feel like in the culture that we're in and with the way things are here yeah. in the country in like this world the oh man the standards um i remember like it was always a like a topic of conversation always at, like lunch, family lunch oh my gosh mm-hmm. yeah um and i remember feeling big as a little kid mm-hmm. you know that was i felt like that looking back now i realized that i was too young to be so aware and so conscious and when i look back at pictures i realized i wasn't as big as i thought i was and i mean now i mean i'm not i'm not you know skinny um i'm i'm okay but i'm happy and I remember, you know, one day looking at myself in the mirror and I, for the first time, I wasn't looking at, oh, this is too big. This is too soft. I was like, oh yeah, I look good. And I have friends who deal with the same thing. When I made that song and I put it out and I explained what it was about, I had people messaging me saying that song, like they love the song because of the message. They, they, they always wanted to hear someone say those things and you know i mean there are songs out there that do have the same message but then it was nice that they liked my song they liked our song and um it really it kind of opened my eyes like you know i can do something with this like this isn't just about singing cuz i like to sing like i can sing i mean i make music for myself um ultimately we make our art for ourselves mm-hmm. but when someone resonates with it that's a big thing for us yeah. like it's so heartwarming and i remember i had a friend at no sorry my cousin my cousin um she's in the states right now um her friend called me mm-hmm. like um actually my my cousin so my tita called mm-hmm. and then gave the phone to her friend but then, <laughs> Still, um, yeah. the friend yeah. the friend was asking me like how did you do this how did you put music out cuz she um apparently she writes mm-hmm. and she records but she you know she doesn't have a, she doesn't make beats and whatever and she doesn't yeah. really record to put out yeah. but she was asking me like how did you do that like and that was the first time i i felt like i was passing on you know some knowledge and it was it was nice it was like you know i'm i'm doing something more than just singing yeah yeah it's a lot bigger than yeah. what you intended yeah. yeah and that's what i think that's what made me realize like, i i love what i do yeah hey you know i like that uh that uh release day notes thing you do have you seen yeah. it no have what is it? it's not yet really so when she releases a song, she mm-hmm. has like an IG post with like really stay notes talking about the song. I didn't, I didn't come up with that. Like that's like a nice touch. Like that is, it makes it more like, personal. Already, yeah. She, yeah, she. I obviously already know what it's about. She tells me when we're yeah. writing it, but like for her to like tell everyone what it's about, 
in like a nice picture. I, I thought it was a really cool touch. That's what it's about, though. I, I think you. <laughs> yeah. It's about like reaching out to people and actually making music that you think and no, you know that they'll appreciate. You know, because a lot of a lot of people now. I mean, you know, again, we were talking about social media. Everything is so generic you know people put things out and not that it, they don't work hard for it but sometimes we don't it doesn't resonate to us you know and that's what i mean like that's something that i've i learned recently that the more you get to know someone and the more you see how much love they have for what they're doing the more you'll get to appreciate it you know and it really does touch you in a way that you don't expect you know, I mean, people telling me that, oh, yeah, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, thank you. <laughs> but it doesn't really feel like much. I mean, like when, when it's mm-hmm. out there, but it makes a big impact, you know. And yeah, it's, I don't know, it, I think it's pretty cool. Um, is there anything uh, else? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. On, on, on that uh, idea you're talking about, um, like how it's, it's harder to um, make your friends connected. Yeah. It, but like when a stranger does, that's like one of the best feelings ever. That is, yeah. After a while, your friends will have um, like the novelty of you being, you having a podcast, yeah. or me being a producer, Bianca being a singer. We'll wear off. Yeah, they're so used to it. every month you releasing and pushing it again. Yeah. But like when it finally gets out there and some stranger hears it and likes it, you know, it touches you more. Has it happened so to you? you That's you true. Start, yeah, you'll be pushing to your friends. Eventually, you should. You know, I stopped sending shit to my friends. Oh, I'm sorry, just. So <laughs> I stopped sending stuff to my friends because it's gonna be fatigue. Yeah, but like slowly, like it's coming out to other people I don't even know, and it's reaching them, and they're liking it. So that's something yeah. I, you know, that like helps us go. Like we didn't expect a lot of the get a Spotify editorial playlist. We didn't expect it at all. Mm-hmm. Like it came out of nowhere. We shocked us. Like, how, what happened? Like, how did we get added to this? How did that work? Yeah, how did that work? By the way. So, um, it's kind of just like when you release a song, you pitch it to Spotify. Everyone does it. Okay. But the chances of you getting in the big playlist are mm-hmm. low. We didn't. But you have to do it in case. It's like it feels like a kind of like a lottery ticket. Like, okay. Especially if you're a new indie artist. Yeah. And then we got one. So. You know that like so that they reached out to you no um you'll just get no, an email that to. it's in a playlist oh wow yeah. yeah that's crazy that's that's huge man i didn't know that's how that worked yeah, yeah you just pitch it and just hope for the best that's pretty cool mm-hmm. that's pretty cool Huh. I thought the way it worked, you know, because I'm pretty surprised because I thought the way it worked was like um it's sort of like an algorithm kind of thing you know, that the, the, the no, randomly really chooses. It's real people that the, choose. Like the daily mix stuff, the Discover Weekly stuff, that's all algorithm. Okay. But I see. like, you know, like rap caviar or mm-hmm. like um, fresh finds pop. That's mm-hmm. all curated by specific oh, wow. real people. Actual yeah. people. Yeah. Is your music out uh, anywhere else, by the way? Yeah. Um, Apple Music? Okay. Everywhere, Apple Music. Everywhere, wow. yeah. It's also yeah. I think we, we distribute we distribute to all streaming platforms. Yeah, that's crazy. And um, how often do you plan on releasing new music? Do you have a set time, or is it just when it comes, or like per one album? A month, one ideally. Month, at least, ideally, <laughs> one a month. Yeah. yeah. 
that's pretty good. I think you should. Yeah. Keep but I think we it. can even do two a month, depending on how the months look. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So do you have? Um, obviously, I know you guys do, but for the people listening, do you have a bigger picture? What is your bigger picture? At least, what is the next step from where you guys are right now? I'd like to release an EP, Kirk. <laughs> when, when we have an audience. Because <laughs> EPs, are, EPs are tough. What, what is an EP? What is it? What, like, what is, why, how is it tough? Yeah. I mean. Because um, if you're an indie artist, it's hard to put out like big bodies of work. Yeah. One, Spotify will only, um, you can only pitch one song to Spotify. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's that. And two, how often do you listen to full albums of people who aren't like big? That's yeah. True. So like if you see some random guy and he has 15 songs in an album, when you listen to all of that, more chances, uh, the, it's more likely that you're discovering new people through singles. Singles. Or maybe a very short EP that has a lot of hype, but getting that hype is hard too. So... I, I keep I telling her, we'll put out an EP when the audience is bigger. <laughs> I was just joking. I was just joking. <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to release a bigger projects, like one thing, mm-hmm. not necessarily in the near future. But I think that's the next step, a bigger project. Do you ever plan on going on, um, like performing? Ooh. I'd like to, but um, I think my biggest concern is still with the pandemic oh that's true that's true but they have they have um like online performances have you seen have you been to those they have like these online gigs which are pretty cool i forgot what platform they use but they have like different rooms so you can go like from room to room and it's like a different yeah, I know sessions. Sessions there's an app for that right yeah it's a yeah it's like it's a, like pla- a big online Filipino platform app where singers sing yeah and they get donations oh i think that's, that's is big. that Kumi, Kumi, yeah, Kumi, yeah. People are making money. Oh, they are. That's crazy. Yeah, I have friends who are on there. Really? So it's just like a, it's actually like you're live streaming and people are donating money to you. Yeah. That's crazy. But it's an, it's an understanding. Like everyone on Kumu knows that when you go to Kumu, it's to earn money. So people who watch, they're really there to give money. Interesting, I see. From what I know, what mm-hmm. I know. I like yeah. Twitch for singers. No, like, yeah. Kind of like Twitch. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I have, um, I've seen, I've been to one of those gigs, like those online gigs. And it's, well, when you're in a band, it's kind of weird because like you have one guy playing, trying to keep up with the guitar and like someone singing and like, you know, the internet just lags. So it just sounds really yeah. all over the place yeah. but I think that's something that you can try um, that you can try doing maybe but yeah we have discussed it you have okay yeah. it's just a matter of fixing the logistics and technical stuff yeah that's true um, so have you guys like in, in like recent memory have you guys have had like a like a like a speed bump and how did you guys get over that yeah, like in terms yeah, of um, it's like a, a rut, mm-hmm. a rut, okay, like okay. A, maybe like a month and a half. I think that's the longest one we've had. Maybe so you guys just work really well together. 
Yeah, actually. Yeah, we've gotten like we know our process and we just don't stop. That is hard to find. I have to admit. I mean, coming from someone who's like somewhere, like I mean, in the arts also, you know, like working with someone on a project, doesn't matter what kind of project, is the biggest thing. You know, having really good coordination and like sort of knowing what you guys are thinking. Like you know what the other yeah. person is thinking. I think that's really important too. That's cool. Yeah, because in the start, there was a lot of uh, figuring stuff out. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she obviously already knew how to write songs, and I obviously already knew how to make beats. But like, there's another aspect of like working together of her writing. You know, like, like uh, how how do I phrase this? Of me like making better beats for singers, and her maybe structuring stuff better. And we we only we had to learn through uh, trial and error. Yeah. And so we maybe wrote twenty oh, before our first decent one. You know? mm-hmm. like twenty songs, like twenty demos before we wrote the first one. We're like, this is pretty good, Bianca. You know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, since everything's like he's based in the states, he's mm-hmm. based in Vegas, so everything's remote. That's um, right. I think communication was, I think, the funniest thing that we had to figure out because. We have different ways of chatting. <laughs> and I remember I, recently I was going through our old like chat history because I was looking for a file and I was going through, um, I was going through all the, like our messages and I was reading it and I was like, oh my God, because he, I mean, with time difference, you know, he's yeah. probably like tired a lot. Mm-hmm. And cause like by the time when I'm awake, that's his sleeping time. That's right. <laughs> so I'll say like, Hi, I have this. And then he'll be like, okay. And I'm like, oh my God, are you mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> and that was like the funniest thing. But, and you know, we, I mean, in time and as we continued working together, like we learned, we learned each other. And I think another big part of that is that, of being able to work so well, is that we respect each other. Mm-hmm. Like I respect him so much as a producer and I think he respects me as a singer. <laughs> she's, she's my, because I work with a lot of artists, but she's always been my gold standard in my head. Oh, like, wow. Oh the number one thing is work great. Like, I haven't met, I have, every time I work with an artist, okay, they're good, they're this, they're that, but like, usually their work rate is not the same as the way me and Bianca work. And mm-hmm. I get less motivated to work with someone when I know they don't work as hard as me. Oh, I see, yeah. That's true. You have to, like, Put in as much as mm-hmm. you put out, yeah. Yeah, and he's the uh, only producer I trust. <laughs> yeah, she's the first thing I work with too. So like, we really learned a lot from working with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So working with other people, how does that? Um, is there a big adjustment with that? Like working with other people, then working with like you know Bianca, and then going back. It's the work rate, like. If I send Bianca a beat and I don't get anything within the next few days, that means she doesn't like it and I'm going to make something else. But with other people, but like if she likes it, I'll hear something within the next two days and I'll hear a full song in the next two days. Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. And like I will send her like five at a time or like three at a time. That's how, that's the rate I'm used to. Yeah. Meanwhile, I send some stuff to other guys or like other singers. I send one. Yeah. They'll be like, this is cool. I love it. And I won't hear anything. <laughs> and then they won't even have uh, something set for release next month. Like, you know, they're not prepared. They don't have a catalog. 
Yeah. So I know their work rate's not that high. Yeah. That's the number one thing for me. Like, if you're willing to work and learn. That's it. Bianca I think that's it, yeah. Very much good at, yeah. Another one, um, we worked, because with Lotto, we did it with a rapper. Mm-hmm. We did it with Blitzen of Mandelix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's another one that I think we work really well with. Yeah, because like, he, he works he really, really fast. Oh, wow. Yeah. Works really fast and really well. That verse that he wrote for Lotto, I think he did it in a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. How that and whole thing so started. Good. It was really good. Yeah, it was good. How that whole thing um, started, though? So, like, who... Who, uh, did you make the beat first or did you make the song first? Um, beat, I think, and sent to Bianca, like, we should do something like this. And then I hear her talk and I'm like, oh, I think we can do like a, a feature. Yeah. Like a guy's mm-hmm. voice would be cool. And then we sent it to him. How'd you find him? First, like, no, because uh, Blitzen, his name is Brian. I went to grade school with him. Oh, okay. So, also, another story like Bianca where haven't seen or talked to him in a while. Mm-hmm. He posts a cover. Oh, I see. A rap cover. I mean, no, he posted an original. And then I'm like, yo, this is really good. And I hit him up and he just haven't stopped making music. And I introduced them and we made, we have like three songs together. Mm-hmm. Like the three of us, which I'm, you I should listen to their stuff. Stream Huerto Manila. <laughs> I will. <laughs> listen to Run the Licks. Uh, they're really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty good, dude. I, have yet to listen to like to the whole thing i'm planning on so i sent these um i sent your music to a couple of my friends and asked them hey like if you have any questions you want to you want to ask them and actually most of the questions i sent you guys were were from them because there a lot there a lot of them were really curious about how they how you guys started and you know and like your setup is pretty weird i mean it's not like the the best setup like especially with the time difference and everything i know that can be tricky sometimes but mm-hmm. hey i mean what's your like you know in in general what's your biggest takeaway like are you comfortable with what you guys are right now mm-hmm. like with the setup like you think I'm mm-hmm. sorry i'm proud of what we've done in a year yeah yeah very yeah. proud. I'm proud of the catalog that we have, even the un- unreleased ones, because she's set for the year. Mm-hmm. And for the year, wow. Um, for the year, yeah. If she, if she didn't write anything, she'd have something to put out every month. That's crazy. I'm very proud of that. Yeah, like with Kirk, I'm I'm proud of what we've accomplished so far. I wouldn't say comfortable. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like, I, I feel like that opens the door for mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's more of just taking it day by day. You know, even with, um, with every release, I don't like to keep the mindset, you're only as good as your last release. Although, although I know many people do have that mindset when it comes to this, because... You know, they're always trying to match their previous record. They're always trying to match, you know, their previous statistics. But um, it's more of just keeping in mind why we're doing this in the first place. That's right. And that that keeps me sane. That keeps me happy with my work. You know, I'd, I'd hate for me to be so happy and so proud of a song 
And when I release it, you know, it doesn't get the hype or the recognition that I was expecting. That's right. Um, that's going to kill it for me. Um, and I think that's the same with Kirk. Like, it's going to it's gonna kill motivation if you don't see that it gets the recognition that you were expecting. Um, so I think it's just, it's really just better to not expect. And just, you know, just put music because you, just put music out because you want to put the music out. Or just sing because you want to sing. Just produce because you want to produce. And everything that follows will follow. That's, yeah. that's beautiful, man. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for, for joining me. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. So um, if people want to listen to you, where can they find you? Spotify. Spotify. Mm-hmm. Apple Music. Amazon. Yes, you can find it. You can I'm find gonna... us up everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And my, my, my profile is that inner bloom boy, but that's boy with an I, B-O-I. All small capped one word, inner bloom boy. <laughs> and that is all for this week, guys. Thanks for joining me. If you have any suggestions or want to be a guest on the show, please follow and message me on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at The Close Enough Podcast or at Bendo Machine. That is B-E-N-D-O-M-A-C-H-I-N-E. I'll catch you all next week. And remember, you're doing fine, you're doing good, and that's close enough.